Uh, I'm Big Ed here, your host, and you know, before we start this show, A, I want to say this is going to be a two-part show. It goes for almost two hours and with commercials and everything, so stay with us and tune back in the next day because we're going to air one today, uh, which is Thursday, and then again Friday, another one's going to come up. So I really appreciate if you listen to both halves of it. It's a topic that has been kind of a thorn under everybody's saddle here out here in the West. Um, and if you kind of want to know what's been going on in the West, we definitely delve into it and talk about it quite a bit. Austin Bonjour, who came on, you know, he's been pretty vocal out there. And I decided I wanted somebody that had an opinion, but who was also an insider, somebody who was there, who supported it, who was a part of this. And so he's not talking from, you know, just speculation. He's been invested. He's been a part of this. And this show is going to talk about just that. What happened with the you know, Western Bass shootout? What happened with Wild West? What happened with people not getting paid? People, what happened with people you know, investing in a sport and investing their time, money, family life, everything else to this? Um, and what kind of happened? What fell apart? How it fell apart? And we're going to be talking about that. So, like I said, I wanted you to know that this is going to be a two-part episode. I'm going to air an hour of it tonight, Thursday, and another hour of it on Friday. So tune back in both nights to get it because it's a good show. We talk about a lot of very important topics. And I wish that, you know, Austin's a heck of a fisherman. And the anglers that he was fishing with, the guys that are out there on this tour, are all very good fishermen. We've had some amazing fishermen on this show. But something happened out here in the West Coast that I feel like was needing to be talked about because there's been so much animosity. There's been so much hearsay. There's been so much, you know, uh, just anger. And I think it needed to come out and I think it needs to be out. And there's some new things coming up. The owner of this company, Bass Angler Magazine, Mark Lassane, is bringing out a tour that he is going to present to everybody so that they can have, again, possibly a solid event that we can put our faith and trust back in and maybe heal some of the pain that we went through. And, you know, I I hope that happens. But uh, I just wanted to give you a little fair warning. There is some illicit uh, words that do come up, and I'm not cutting them. Um, I will put the disclaimer up, but they're there. And um, so, you know, if you have kids that you don't want to hear, you know, a few foul words in, um, don't let them listen. (laughs) That's the best thing I can say, because uh, I think they're poignant. And I think that they make um, show the anger that one person definitely has. Um, There's a disappointment in out here right now. And there's a big void that was created. So for everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this show, and I hope it gives you some kind of a, a sense of where we're at. And now that we're there, it's time to rebuild and start this thing over. And let's take somebody like Mark Lassane and let him do it right and support him and show him that, you know what, just because one guy did it doesn't mean another one will. So thanks for tuning in and enjoy. That's what it's I'm talking about, son. Get you some of that. That old pie. Woo-hoo! Looky there! There's your bug-eyed big one right there. Getting started. We're getting started. Here's what I'm talking about. 
gosh dang gorilla. Let's go, baby. Straight meat. God, look at that big head. So, hey, welcome in, everybody. This is the BAM Pod. I'm your host, Big Ed. And on the line tonight, we've got uh, Austin Bonjour. And I'm going to tell you what, we have been, there's, you know, I'm leading this up. And this is a topic that when Mark asked me to do this show, he really asked me to do things, you know, talk about things that are very relative, talk about things that are extremely, you know, on point, on topic. And, you know, we've got summertime fishing and that sort of thing right now, which, you know, it, it's tough out there and everybody's doing it. But, you know, I think the biggest problem that we're having right now, the biggest topic that we have right now is this is what's going on with our California tournaments. What's the situation? And as much as some people say whatever, Austin has been a guy who's been very vocal about his displeasure in it. Uh, you know, and, I, and I'm with him on it. I, I, I'm not happy about what's going on. Um, but Austin, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, Ed. I appreciate it. It's no. always a pleasure. I uh, spoke with you a few months ago, and gosh, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I think this is a. I, you know, Bass Angler Magazine. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to be negative about things. Um, you know, our our founder is now trying to right the ship as we speak. You know, he is um, buying a circuit. He is going to present a circuit out here in a pro-am and a pro event that sort of to really um to really maybe hopefully right the ship but it's a question that i think it, and it's a topic i don't want to say a question it's a topic that i think we need to touch on and talk about it in a positive talk about it in a negative talk about it however we need to kind of like get this out and get people talking about why california keeps going through these major major pitfalls um you know we talked a little bit before the show, and you would you made a comment to me that really it really resonated and it made a lot of sense. And I'm hoping that it does to other people. And the fact is, is that you know these circuits, it's kind of like investing your money, your your nest egg, your retirement, whatever, in a bank or a, a unit. You know, yes, there's always going to be ups and downs. We we kind of expect that in life. We expect that with things. But for the most part, we're trusting where we're putting our money. And when we go to get paid, we trust that we're going to get paid. Our money is going to be there or it's going to be something that we can go and collect. That's not happening right now in California. Um, in a way, like people have really, really, really lost trust. Would you agree with that? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, hey, I didn't I have to put my money into an organization, right, to go fish it, um, to support that company, to because tournament bass fishing is a business, right? Like if someone's going to operate a business and m make sure that it flourishes and it's set up the way that they want it to be, you need customers and are the customers are aka bass anglers, right? Like we show up, we take a week off work, we go fishing. And that's, that's frustrating to me because, you know, I believed in something that, um, I, I wouldn't say just me, uh, us anglers believed in something that 
ended up being, uh, you know, not what it was, you know, preached about what it was supposed to be. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that sucks because when you invest that money and time into something like that, you were mentioning a bank, right? Like I can put my money in a bank and it's going to guilt, it's going to build interest. If I put my money into a tournament organization, I am not a person you can, everybody's different, but I am not a person that's going to put my money into a tournament organization and plan on not making money. I'm putting this, you can call me big headed or whatever, but I'm, I'm going to win money to make a return on my investment. Um, and if you do that in an organization that's, you know, been happening with wild west bass trail, it seems more like a loss, not an investment, not an investment to to get a return on your investment. It's a loss on your investment. Yeah, you you know I I agree with that. I I feel like you know we how do I say this best without kind of you know I don't want to offend anybody or anything, but we go out and we work for our money. We put in hours, we put in days, we talk to our wives, we talk to our kids, we do whatever it is that it takes to say, hey, I want to I'm going to be a tournament angler. I'm going to go out. I'm going to fish. And like you said, you're trusting that the organization that you choose to go out and try to make more money, you're gambling. I mean, this is the long and the shot of all of this is that this is this is just organized gambling in a way that we actually enjoy doing. You know, we're not going to a casino and dropping money and hoping that the house doesn't win. No, we're putting that faith in ourselves and saying we're going to go out. We're going to pick up a fishing rod. We're going to spend how many, you know, how many days do you spend out on the water practicing, trying to figure out what's going on with these fish, spending time reading, spending time listening to shows, spending time, you know, how much time and effort do you actually put into a day of fishing before you actually go do it? And then you go out and you've spent that money on the water. You spent that money at the gas station. You spent that money on ice, drinks, water, food, you name it. You've you have spent a lot of money to go to one tournament and then you get there and what happens happens you know whether you win whether you lose but you really expect there to be a payout and i get that people are frustrated and there are some people who like we talked about there are some people that are positive and don't want to be negative about things but in the long and the short of it is i think the majority is going to be upset that that money didn't show up. You know, that money wasn't there. You didn't walk away with a happy Gilmore check to put in your car. You know, nothing, nothing seemed to be right. Is that absolutely, you know, how much money do you put into a tournament before you go to a tournament and actually fish that tournament? You know, I mean, it, I mean, there's thousands of dollars that we put in before each event. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can pre-practice for an event, there's time off before an event, even if you don't put that money in before an event, right? Like myself, honestly, I don't put in that much money before an event. I put in more time, which is what I've acquired um, on, you know, I get off at five o'clock Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Saturday. But when I'm off at five o'clock, six o'clock, not working overtime, you know, I'm putting in that, that research, which is also valuable to me, not necessarily money. Right. So like, right. Um, I'm not, I may not me personally, I may not be the guy that's spending $2,800 to go 
$3,800, however much you want to spend to go spend gas, to drive to a venue, to come to drive in your boat around that venue, to take the week or four days, three days, mm-hmm. however much, however many days off to go to a venue. But me, I measure my worth is also through effort that I'm doing when I get home and I'm dealing with my wife, my child, now a new child. So I have two, but you know, that's time I could be spending with my family, but I'm spending that time, you know, on Google earth. I'm spending that time on past tournament results. It's hard to measure it money wise for me personally. I know a lot of these guys, you know, will personally drive to, um, you know, the Columbia river or, um, to Lake Martinez or to Lake Nassimino to these events that we had on a schedule to pre-practice, right? But before the event has happened, myself, it's more of a, I would say, um, like mental thing, like knowledge thing. I spend so many countless hours that I could have been spending with my family, um, enjoying time with them before I go to a tournament. Like, I <laughs> I, I, you know, Google Earth research, um, where the event is at, knowing how to get to that event, knowing how to navigate that event, knowing how to prepare for that event. That's where it gets me. Um, not really a dollar value on that. Uh, no, there's not a dollar value on that. But you're, you know, we in this country have said that, you know, time is money. We've said it for years. We've said it for ages. We've said it for whatever. But time is money. And your time is valuable you go to work every day so that you can pay for the house you sit in, the car you drive, the whatever. And I think basically what happened was our trust was just lost. And I, and it's one of the things that I think has happened in not only, not just one event. There are so many events, you know, wild West was just, I think the, the tipping point that has really opened up this can of worms. Um, All the different events out there have all had these issues and I've heard them. I hear them all the time, you know, that, God, I don't like their payout. God, I don't like this. And if you don't like someone's payout, first of all, why would you even fish their event? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, that's, that's just your, that, now that comes down to personal, you know, it's like, I, I hate their payouts. And it's like, then why go fish it? Don't, don't support them. And they'll go away. If no one supports them, they go away. And then we start over or they change their tactics, right? They change what they need to do. I think, I think you're, you know, you're, you're right in that sense that, there are tournaments out there that are trying to get it right. And I really think that Mark, you know, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not here to talk Mark up or this new circuit up. I'm, that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. It's not what, I, but I think there is something that we have to look at is how do we fix California? How do we fix this? What we have here, there have been comments on social media. There's been comments everywhere, basically about all that went down. There are people that have been involved in it, and there are people that are still involved in it. There are people who, if this is what you love, if this is the passion you have is bass fishing, you're not going anywhere. You're still going to bass fish. You're still going to go to a tournament. You're still going to fish it. We just, you know, years ago, one, we had one bass, Angler's Choice, 100% bass. All these different bass, are, they're all gone. They're all, or they're they're definitely diminished. But it's always the same it's always the same thing. It's California and California anglers and the way that they expect to be treated and don't get, or the way that they feel like they should be treated and aren't treated that way. Do you think that in California, we have 
higher expectations than maybe what some other circuits have around the, or I mean, some other states have, or do you feel like it's, it's fair the way that we expect to be treated? I mean, that's, I would say if, if I think we have higher expectations, I don't know if I can answer that. I, the right way, I about, guess. No, right? don't, answer, don't answer it the right way. Answer it your way. Answer it the way that you truly feel. Cause that's what I'm asking here. I want to know how you feel about it. I don't drop whatever you got. I got disclaimers. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, shoot, dude. Like I think that all tournament anglers need to be treated the right way. Um, and that goes coast to coast, North and South. And there's certain scenarios and this goes not only from the West coast from, you know, hundred percent bass. And, uh, you, you mentioned the other one a minute ago and I'm, I, this was before my time. So I new apologize. Gen, new, gen, new gens out there. Anglers choices out there. hundred percent. Ang, anglers <laughs> choice. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, there was, you know, previous situations with hundred percent bass and anglers choice. Those two, in particular where they left anglers high and dry right like similar with the wild west bass trail scenario and i know that from other people anglers that have told me this information because they lived through it Mm -hmm. they saw it and they made themselves better anglers because of it because they learned they're not going to get screwed over because they've seen it before right like i've and that's how i feel myself and you and i talked before Mm -hmm. the show if I'm going to get screwed over once, that's it. Yep. I'm, I ain't going to get screwed. Over. I, I'm it. I mean, dude, it's hard. This is bad. It's a bad deal. Like if you're going to be the guy that gets divorced three times, be the guy that gets divorced three times. If you're going to be the guy that gets divorced one time and learn from it and meet your next wife, that's who you need to be. That's how everybody needs to be. You can make a mistake by investing in a company, by trusting a company. And then when you get, shafted excuse my language but if you get shafted by that scenario your pants are left around your ankles and you're you're high and dry you best be learning from that scenario to leave yourself in a better situation next time around because bullies are bullies bullies are everywhere and they're not going to stop if anything they're probably going to get worse um and i say bullies or you could use the word con man however you want to say it, that shit's going to happen no matter which way you look at it. The only way that can prevent yourself is by learning from it. And from to answer your question about California, how we can, you know, grow from this, um, Mm -hmm. learn from it. um, So this doesn't happen again. And I was saying, you know, coast to coast, North to South is learn like legit learn from this scenario because it frustrates the hell out of me, Ed. And I know it frustrates other people, right? And frustrations can take a man a million miles, but education can take you two or three miles that mean more than at a million miles, Um, right? So that's like a hundred sleepless nights versus a handful of sleepless nights, as as long as you learn from it. Yeah, and, that's, um, and, 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 and your point and your point is right. I mean, that's it. I mean, you can be frustrated, you can be mad, you can be angry, you can be anything you decide to be, you can be, or you can be like, hey, you know what? I, I got, I got, got. Learn, you know, <laughs> I got, got. Yeah, and, and learn. This is, and this is it, right? 
Tired of searching through ads to find bass articles in your favorite fishing magazine? Well, we have a solution for that. Introducing Bass Angler Magazine with over 30 articles in every issue, filled with tips and techniques to help you catch more fish. Follow the pros as they publish the most up-to-date seasonal methods to catching bigger bass. Whether you're a beginner or professional angler, make Bass Angler Magazine part of your gear today. Be a part of the fastest growing bass publication in the nation. Log on to BassAnglerMag.com with code TV and save 20% when you subscribe now. You know, <laughs> wow. So sponsors are looking at us right now. And if you're going to tell me that Mark's going to have a really easy time finding sponsors for this, you, you know, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Now, some of them are going to be like, hey, this guy's got a great name and he's done right you know, in this sport, he's done right in this business. And I think he understands business better than a lot of guys. Um, but it's still probably going to be a little tougher for him to try to make this circuit what it could be or should be because of what just happened to some of these sponsors that they paid their money's gone yep. too, and they're not getting anything yep. out of this anymore. You know, how does yep. that, you, you know, you look at some of these local companies that local companies have bought in to anything. And they're just out that money because they're not getting any return on their investment at all. Now, it's our job. Maybe job's the wrong word, but it's our job. So I'm going to use that word because I don't really know another word mm -hmm. better. But it is our it is our job to go out and basically support our local businesses to, you know, a while ago, we kind of set the mark for, I, you know, buying stuff online rather than just buying stuff at your local um, your local tackle store or your local shop or your local, whatever, right. We, we kind of started to let online win. And one of the things that I learned when I went back East and I started, you know, checking around and, and fishing and doing things back, you know, back that way was there's gas stations back there, literally gas stations that have better selections than some of the tackle stores that I've gone to. Out here. <laughs> so I yep. do get it. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're decent. They're not just gas stations. There are other things, but they're tackle stores and gas station, but they have really put work in back there. They understand where, you know, they're all doing it. They're all, you know, there's, there's such a variety of things you can buy when you're there, all tackle related, all fishing related, all that. And it's like, wow, it's impressive to see it. Now you come back now, bring that back to California and you don't see that much. I don't go into my local you know, Chevron station next to a lake where I'm going to fill up my car and, and get things, you know, get things and go, dang it, I forgot to grab some weights. I bet I can just go in there and grab some weights. No, you can't. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, no that, that ain't a thing out here. That ain't a thing out here. And that is, you know, and I, and I don't want to put all of it on California. I want to put more than all of it on California and California anglers. Um, There is one there is one thing that I just don't see as much out here, and that's the support. And some of the social media comments that I've heard, well, you know, we only have a couple hundred, you know, in this entire state, this is a big state. We only have, really only have a couple hundred anglers that are top anglers that are going to fish these big events. Where do we get more? You know, guys like Cody Meyer, guys like Skeet Reese, Ish Monroe, they... I don't want to say they gave up California, but they went to where they felt like they could make money, where they could make a dollar and make a living. And that ain't here. And what's happening with these our tournament circuits, it is not going to help the situation. It is not going to make it easier in this state 
to have organizations, to have a job, to have something that you can make a living at this sport. And I, and I don't know where to go with that. I'm, I'm saddened by it because I, as much as this is such a great state, the fisheries are better. Like you said, the, you know, there is so much diversity here. So many things you can do. I just, it comes down to how do you fix what's going on in this state? How do you fix these tournament circuits and this organizations and this sport in general in California? Give me an idea. Bash you folks, information is pouring over. If you want to learn more about every lake, how to fish shallow deep in between, skipping docks and rocks and cranking, slow wiggling, chatter smattering, you get it at Bash U. We got the best of the best. If somebody's ever caught a bass on something and perfected the technique, we got you covered. Get on Bash U TV, check it out, sign up, be a member, be part of it, folks. Keep learning. I'm Gerald Swindle. Subscribe to Bash U. There's like sponsors and the organizations that are out here and anglers. I feel like we have all of them. Yeah. And I'll tell you that honestly, right? Like we have the sponsors. We have I we have the anglers. That sponsors I'm hesitant on mm. because that can be national. Right. That's not California. That's not the West United States. Like there's sponsors out there that can be a part of what we're doing out here, but we have the platforms as far as anglers. There are some of the best damn anglers out here that I've ever seen. And I swear to you that, I mean, guys have seen it for decades now when they go on the national circuits, uh, as far as BASS, um, MLF, uh, they, they're studs. And <laughs> there's not just the ones that you know of now, there's a lot of them out there that you will hear of as long as they can get out of this trap that is California. I call it a trap because we have the we have the fisheries to build these anglers. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like a prison. You you, you got these you, you got the the fisheries. You got the California Delta, the San Joaquin River Delta. You have Clear Lake. You have Shasta, Oroville. Um, I mean, and, and I'm missing lots of them right oh, like there's, i, I mean there's and talk we could have a whole show exactly just talking about the, great, just, the great lakes and the fisheries i mean just stupid lakes like new maloney's you guys have been up to almanor how many times now um you know it, there's little pothole lakes that are that are putting out eight and nine pounders uh it's right the fishing the fishing here is un. you can't talk about it in a negative way because it's not it's, it's great unmatched unmatched um, right and you you develop these anglers that fish them monday through friday from eight years old till they die. Right. And I can't even put, I couldn't even put a stamp on it from eight years old. I could even backtrack, backtrack that to three or four years old, right? You're born fishing these fisheries. They develop these anglers that are just unmatched. And then it's so hard for them to go back East. They can't, like like I refer to it as a prison Yeah, because we, we have everything here. And then it's just boom, done, right? You have to fish the nation. You gotta you gotta travel to Texas, Oklahoma, and then go east past that. Which, if you're not familiar with the yeah. country that are those that are listening, you know, Oklahoma and Texas is right in the damn middle of our country. <laughs> and then you gotta go past that yeah. all the way to Florida, um, in New York to fish these events to make a national circuit. And it's kind of mind boggling that these anglers have every stepping stone in front of them. And then there's you know, we have MLF and I'm not taking anything away from them. Right. They've been here. They've supported the low boat draws. 
They've been here for a long time. Bass got out quickly. Nation's still here. Right. Um, but that's really it, right? And then you so you have these organizations, which are your baseline organizations. You got one bass, been here for five decades. Now, don't quote me on that. But it could be four decades. There's some guy that goes, <laughs> hey, boy, don't you know? Yeah. They've been out here since, you know, <laughs> whatever. They've been out here for a long damn time. Rick Kluns won the U.S. Open. So that can put it into numbers, right? right. Like that can tell Rick Kluns 70. 170 years old however old he is he's old <laughs> and then um then and then you got mlf that's been out here since at least the 90s or early 2000s yep fast they've come and gone and then we have wild west bass trail and it started in 2016 people loved it they had pro-ams they started developing they went from two-day pro-am formats to three-day pro-am formats they developed a kayak pro-am series they developed a team series they developed a college fishing series they had it going on. Then they developed a pro series, the Apex Pro Tour, hmm. which myself and about 30 other guys the first year, second year, about 40 something other guys, it was growing, um, you know, decided to qualify. You know, there were some sponsor exemptions, but right. for the majority of us, we had to fish the pro-ams to qualify like myself. I wasn't a guy that just paid X amount of dollars to get to, this, to said format, I said, wow, this is really cool. I watched it from the first year and I said, this is something that I want to be a part of. And I truly put all of my eggs into that basket and I'm long winded here. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's okay. that's just who I am. I could have, I could have gone and fished one bass. I could have gone and fished MLS. I could have went back East and fished opens. I could have done multiple options, not myself, but multiple anglers right. out here. And uh, I'm just speaking as myself, which myself wraps in about a hundred other guys. And that number dic dictates that number is not even relevant. I don't know. A lot of guys yeah. um, that could have done a, a plethora of different things, right? Like to, to that are in there from 18 years old to whatever i don't even know how old yeah um, i mean, I mean young, as old as you want to be yeah i was gonna say young guys like luke johns you know put put all their eggs in the basket um absolutely and look at luke johns the guy's a freaking stud right um and austin wilson the guy there freaking you. won the tbf a few years ago he's one of the best anglers in the freaking nation and trust me i've competed against the dude yeah guy's a hammer and i can tell you right now he is one of the best in the world it's just unfortunate He's had some difficulties or whatever you want to call it in his life that hasn't enabled him to go to that next level. But guess what he had? He had apex yeah, right there. And that apex level, what I was getting at was the next step for these anglers. Like you had mentioned Luke Johns, Austin Wilson, Hunter Slandler, John Pearl, myself, whomever, yeah. you know, that were willing to take the step to wrap a boat, get a Jersey on, it takes a lot for me, Ed, to put a goddamn jersey on and wrap my boat because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, that's not my game. Right. And uh, unless I really believe in what's happening and hopefully someone real out there can hear what I'm saying and put that together and not say, hey, boy, you know, you wrap your boat because of money, whatever. Okay. So it took a lot for me to get to that scenario. Um, but we had that platform to build anglers that are studs which we have, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. a plethora of out here in the West. Yeah. And it just got shit on. 
And I mean that with all of my heart. You know, we believed in it. We fished it. We blew it up. Anglers were trying to qualify for it. Yeah. Right. So you had the Pro-Am series, guys that were taking their time from MLF, taking their time from the Bass Opens, taking their time from the One Bass Opens, taking their time from just working and spending time with their family to go qualify for the circuit. And then it just went into the garbage disposal and someone fucking hit, excuse my language, I'm sorry. Someone hit that garbage disposal button <laughs> and just blended it all down the drain. Yeah. And uh, that, that someone, I'm not going to say his name. That's not my place right now. You can go look yeah. anywhere else and know what the hell I'm talking about. But oh, that's yeah. that's how I feel. That's what happened. Yeah. And that's, you know, and your frustration, um, I don't even want to sort of, <laughs> you're not even frustrated. You're just flat out mad. And I, and I get it, man. There are so many people out here. And that's why I wanted to do this show is to give somebody a voice that's been, you've been in all of this. You know, you, you have come up through, you fished out here. You haven't left California to go somewhere else and are looking back. You are in the heart of this. You were what we consider one of our top. invested. Yeah, you were invested, but you're one of our top anglers in the apex apex for me was such this bright light and i know it was for you too and, I, and a lot of people it was this way to say i can now make a living in the state that i choose to be in and i don't have to uproot my entire family and move to tennessee alabama florida you, you know you name it i don't have to move where those circuits are I can be right here and have this circuit and make a name for myself. And I feel like, you know, I don't want to say a year, but probably five years from now, if the apex was still going, there would be some guys looking from those organizations to come here to try to do what, what you're doing now. You know, that's, that's what I see. You're absolutely right. That's what I see is there are enough guys here making big names for themselves. Um, making, you know, I mean, just making a name for themselves, period, out on the West Coast. And guys were looking this way. They were That's hard to do. Yeah. And they were starting to look. I Do I think that fixes California if we have that kind of a level of, of out here? No. I think, I think the biggest problem for me that I always see in California is that bass fishing, as much as I love it, as much as I think it is such a pure sport, Everybody can do it. Anybody can do it. You know, it's gotten a little bit elitist with the amount of money that they ask for these boats. Um, but you don't necessarily have to go out and buy a $120,000 boat to compete. You don't. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> you know, you can find yourself, a, you know, somewhere in the nine to $10,000 range will probably get you a competitive boat, um, you know, where you're just not worried about it breaking down all the time. But in the end result, it doesn't get respect by any Californians in this state. It just doesn't. You can go to, and I've, and I've said this a bunch of times on this show, probably, but I always remember when the Bassmasters classic came here and believe it or not, um, or not the classic, but the, uh, the, the, the Bassmaster event when it came here and one of our local guys won it, you know, I mean, um, was that was that Lucas? That was yeah. That was when that was when Lucas won it, and it was like, it was amazing to watch. It was amazing to see. It made the news. It was everywhere. But when you looked at the news, it was really funny because they were the, the, what they fixated on was 
oh, look at how pretty those boats are. Don't they like their lights? <laughs> that, was, that was like a literal statement that was made. Now, when I was back in Tennessee and there was a big event going on back there, there was, oh, I don't know, the Bassmasters Classic was going on. The news people knew their names, knew every angler's names. They knew how, what college they went to, where they, where they were, where they were ranked. They made it a point to make sure that people understood that these are the best anglers in the world. And that's probably what I see missing in California the most is that no one really cares. Not the media, not anybody. Nobody out there really cares about you guys as anglers. They don't see you as Tiger Woods. They don't see you as golfers. They don't see you the same as they see, I mean, you know, what the hot dog eating contest, <laughs> you know, that just went on. <laughs> they, I'm sorry to say that because it's sad, but it is, but it is true. It's true. I, I'm picking up everything you're putting down, but I'm going to continue listening. So, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that I, this conversation, I feel like should have been had so long ago. You know, we need to really educate people in this state. We need to really show people that this is not a murder sport. This is not one where we're going out there and killing fish left and right. And there are organizations that have done a really poor job of managing fish. And I think they should be hammered down on over and over and i think that any angler that sees it and allows it or doesn't say something it is just as at fault you know and I, and it's one of those things that we should be higher than everything else we should have better morals we should have better standards we should have but we also need to do so much more to educate not only our neighbors or our friends or whatever but to really you know talk about what it is that we do and why this hobby that's turned into a sport for so many people is important. You know, I don't know. I don't know if Absolutely. you agree with that or not, but it's, you know, that's how I feel. No, about it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to what you're saying and I'm sitting here nodding my head the entire time. I wish we were on uh, a camera so you could see my head, <laughs> my notions. And, you know, Ed, I, I agree with so many things that you're saying. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, going back to California is, uh, a noted sport that's never gonna I shouldn't say never right. I hope to God it happens but we are the one percenters and it's been I mean you know some of the best like I said earlier in the show some of the best fishermen that ever hit the national circuit have come from out here yep. um, we have the fisheries yeah we have the fishermen um, it's just a matter of you know the platform being there right so like I wish California would appreciate these high school anglers mm. more as far as media exposure as a sport, as a whole. I wish not only high school, college, pro-am, fishermen, kayak, fishermen, all of it, because we have, I mean, I can't even, I, we would have to have a whole show to name every damn fishery out here in California. Oh yeah. Um, well, and you talk about them all, right? Well, you so, know, it's, it's just funny. You bring something up right there that I, it just pops into my head as you said it, but you know, recognize these high school anglers and why the high school you know the college all the all the way up right like the there are college there are high school kids now fishing that are going to make scholarships to go to college and get educated and get to move on in this sport you know what doesn't happen absolutely you, you know what happened doesn't happen in college in in high school fishing 
or or college fishing or even in professional fishing that that happens a lot more and maybe some other sports um you know concussions hmm. concussions death yeah uh, that's one of them you know you can kind of go that yeah. this is such a safer sport this is i'd rather have my kids doing this than playing football than playing that and it's like and but why do we just keep but California takes those people and they just grow them and they grow it and they grow those sports and they get behind them and they put millions of dollars into it to build stadiums, to build whatever they fight for this. But when it comes to our fisheries and making our fisheries better and putting money into our anglers and making sure that our kids are coming up, learning that this is such a clean, great sport where it doesn't matter what you are. And I don't care what race you are. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care what, uh, you know, sexuality, you decide you are or aren't or whatever, however you want to look here. <laughs> California yep. is behind all of this, right? We're the, we're supposedly the leaders in equality. But when it comes to this one sport, you're, the, you're absolutely right. Everybody could be equal and, and nobody cares. I don't care if you are transitioning from a woman to a man and you want to be in this sport, or if you're transitioning from a man to a woman, I can guarantee those fish that you're trying to catch could care less. <laughs> hey, and I'm going to tell you right now, as a guy that's been fishing tournaments for 18 years, I don't care if you're black, white, male to female, female to male, I still want to take your money on Saturday. So right? that's, that's just how it is, right? It's a competitive sport and we all love each other. Exactly. It's the most loving sport I've ever been into. I, I have heard that from that's, so That's exactly why anglers. you and I are having this conversation right now, right? right? And I've heard that from so many because anglers. We it's, care, we a, care for an, one another. I get out there on the water, and even though I'm competing against these guys, even though they're trying to take my money, I'm trying to take their money, no one hates me. No one wants to is against me. They help me. They share with me. It's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood. It's and I don't care. I just had Christine Fisher on here, and she says the same exact thing. I, you know, has she has some ups and downs with you know the whole male female role? Yeah, but that's more something else, you know, rather than just what the sport is about. This sport is just like I said, it's so fair, it's so equal. Why not support it and be a part of it? Show that you can actually do this. God, you know, I wish. I wish California would do that. And I, I, I hate to keep putting California out there as like a target, but <laughs> it's where it's we Western live in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we live, you know, but you could draw a line up to Washington and go mm -hmm. down to Arizona. Shit. You could even go East to Colorado and go up. You could go, you could, you could put, you know, Arizona, Utah, Yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, Nevada and then up what's above Nevada. I'm not that good at looking at a map without, Canada, I believe, it, right? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just Canada. Yeah, I mean, for, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Canada is right above that. So, I mean, if you were to go Western United States, right. so we have the fisheries, we have the anglers, we have black anglers, white anglers, you know, transgender anglers, you name it. It don't matter what you do. You could be nope. in a damn wheelchair out there taking my money. And, and, the, uh, and it's happened. I yeah. just wish there was, I just, yeah, it happens. I wish there was, I wish there was more. Um, like I mentioned earlier, high school anglers, college anglers, right. kayak anglers. I wish there was more communication about it, more um, national intention or attention brought to it. And I truly believe that because we have the fishermen, we have the fisheries, and we have, when I say fishermen, fisherwomen, you know, because we're in California, yep. got to say fisherman, fisherwomen, whatever, fisher. Um, if you're out here, 
you know, we have it. I wish it was, you know, televised. I wish it was more nationally recognized. Um, you, like you said, you go to Tennessee before an MLF or an, a bass event, there's damn billboards in the town right. where you're going to saying, Hey, show up to this convention center or this such and such area right around the lake. We're having live weigh-ins. We're having, um, you know, the, uh, whatever, you know, every, every, a, a convention center. So like right. everything that's involved with the event, we don't have that out here. Maybe when you go to Sacramento well, uh, to the Delta, you, yeah, but you, you know, which, which, which you can't, you can't, you can't freaking highlight that at all because I mean, yeah, we've had it a couple of times, but it should be every tournament. You show up to any County, right? boom, like where, where's the, where is are, the news and the are, media on it? Exactly. Right? Well, are, are we short? Are we short on arenas? Are we short on convention centers in California? Are we short on, we're not short on anything anywhere in this state. And it's, you know, one of the things, no. you know, one of the things you just said is kind of interesting because we had an event here. It was, you know, and this is, I'm going to throw it out there, but it's one of the ones that, that kind of, it was a great idea. It was a great thing that the people that invested in the people that put their time into it, the Western Bass Shootout was the idea above ideas. It was a great idea. It was so needed. It was so the first, I don't want to say it was a Bassmasters classic, but it was the first thing we've had in a long time that really touched that sort of level where guys were invited, people were invited to fish that event that had done so well and it was going to highlight it. And unfortunately it kind of flopped. Um, but when you went down there, there wasn't a single media outlet that was talking about it. There wasn't a billboard, like you said. There wasn't a. It was hard to find the convention center. Mind you, this is a. This is one of the state of the art best convention centers we got going in Sacramento area today. You know, other than other than Golden One Center, <laughs> you know, this is this was amazing. If you went to that and you saw that yeah, show, no, you were standing in there in awe, going, "Wow, this thing's beautiful. This place is awesome." But California got in their own darn way and didn't want anything to do with it. I personally called news stations. I personally called radio stations. I personally, there were live concerts they had put on. There was, there were dances by native tribes. There was concerts that were basically free. All you had to do was show up and you were, you were going to be seeing really good artists, you know, playing music and there were, the, you know, the Sacramento Kings were right down the street in their playoff run. And there, it's like, there was so much going on down there and it was empty. And that is, yeah. And, and it was, it was five bucks to get in, but no, I don't think people. I'm, I'm sorry that. to interrupt you, Ed. Mm. For nearly 100 years, Grundens has built gear you can trust to keep you fishing no matter the weather conditions. With head-to-toe coverage of high-performance outerwear, sportswear, footwear, and much more, it's no wonder Grundens products are backed by some of the bass fishing's most prominent figures, such as Skeet Reese, Randall Tharp, Adrian Avina, and Jonathan Van Dam, just to name a few. Grundens, we are fishing. Um, but you know, it was great. It was the idea of it. Great. Um, the, the anglers great, you know, the area selection. Awesome. I feel like it just doesn't, doesn't need to be so last minute. And I say that because I was an angler that was invested into it, right? Like I went and fished that event. Um, if you plan this event 
further out. I know it was the first one. Guys are going to go, hey, boy, don't you know it was the first one? Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, it takes, a, you know, it. the first one's going to be last minute. Not really. Put right. it out years ahead of time. Plan this event. Yeah. Make it so these other people can understand it's a family event. By these other people, I mean spectators right. that aren't bass fishermen, um, that aren't bass fisher women, that aren't bass fisher people yeah. that, you know, that may have been in Sacramento that three days event was happening, but they had no idea what was going on because there was so little leading up to it before it happened. Um, I feel like they try to make a lot happen mm-hmm. before it did. And I feel like that's why that a lot of us anglers are in the situation that we were in through the WWBT because a lot of our money got dumped into that and it was very limp, like limited planning. It was a, it was a big gamble on something that shouldn't have been a gamble. We've been fine since the seventies, sixties. I don't even know someone that's more educated than me can be on the show and tell you, Hey, we've been fine since 1971 or whatever. We've been fishing tournaments pro-am level for a long time. Mm-hmm. Would it, would the wheels still stay on professional bass fishing? I call it professional in quotation. Um, professional bass the laser you know from um (laughs) from from dr evil from austin powers right Right. like bring out the laser in quotations like professional bass i put it in quotations so everybody knows um i i pay my bills plumbing 99 percent of the other guys pay their bills doing something else selling boats framing engineering whatever i could it's another show to talk about everybody what the hell they do for a living but we're not pro bass fishermen we're we're plumbers we're electricians we're podcast guys we are in the we're in the industry we we do whatever the hell we got to do to make a living and then we take a week off work to go fish these events but there was limited timing on it there was limited preparing it was kind of a mess kind of a disaster no one knew what was happening so (laughs) i agree with you you, on that one (laughs) yeah i mean guess what if you put it out there in the public eye a year or two ahead of time and build the anticipation, guess what? Ray Charles could have fucking seen it. Right. right? And and that's just me. Because I, I was the guy that believed in it and associated myself with it and didn't have a big enough platform to speak about it before it happened. I could just have my speculation on it, right? Like right. I could I could talk to my buddies and my families like, hey, like this is kind of crazy. Like I'm going in on it. I'm gonna go fish it. It's awesome. It's what we need. You know, the combination yes. of one bass, MLF. Wild West Bass Trail, all in junction together, all the circuits, the classic of the West, the convention center, um, the vendors, the sponsors. God, I feel bad for those guys. Right. Like it just every time I mention their name. And the guys <laughs> that wanted to get to there, I feel even worse for them. The guys yeah. that like that I was talking to that yeah. to this day, I don't go a day without talking to those guys that were buying into apex to get there guys that were fishing all the one basses to get there guys that were fishing all the wild west astro pro-ams to get there and then i feel like i'm a fraud even though yeah i'm not right like, but i'm trying to get these that's why i feel so bad yeah and i have to speak up for these guys because i we're brethren you mentioned it beginning of the show 100%. we're fishing brothers and it's and, and, it's, uh, and that's definitely one of the reasons why i wanted you on here tonight it's, i wanted to talk to you about this this event came up and this event was, you know, some people I've heard it. The best way I've heard it said was this was a dagger to us. 
Um, it had potential, just like you said, it had the potential to really be something amazing. It could have been our very own Western thing that we, you know, like you said, so many different anglers from so many different organizations, which is very hard to do in any, in any format to get anybody to agree on anything. Absolutely. But we, it, it happened. These guys were in and they wanted to be here. Now I will give it, there were a couple of snags. Um, I feel like they could have been worked through, but they were a couple of snags, you know, the lake being under the river being underwater, you know, the, the entire lake, you know, California. Was yeah. Underwater. Yeah. Or, or plan it, plan it a year and a half ahead of right. time and, and make it public right. news so that it's the fans that make this sport a sport. Would you yep. agree? Oh, I a hundred percent agree. The problem is, is that I don't think that you can fill. I don't think that you could fill the giant stadium with a tournament. I think you, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sorry, Ed, I'm going to interrupt you and I'm going to interject because I feel like you could, there's a lot of redneck blue collar fishing freaks out here that redneck blue collar may not even mean a thing in this because there's people that aren't redneck and not blue collar that love fishing and love hunting in this sport. If you look at California as a whole, about 70% of this damn state is occupied by, you know, ranches and properties that are more than an acre and a half to Mm-hmm. 900 acres people that lo- have ponds people love fishing people that love outdoors that love to hunt love to fish they had no idea this was happening right there's people that i've talked to and i don't have a big outreach i'm not i'm not yeah. going to say names of guys but i'm i'm not the i'm not a guy that's been doing it for 20 30 years and i'm a staple guy out here that everybody looks to for every answer mm-hmm. for every everything that's in, you know investigated on or brought to attention i'm just a guy that notices things that loves the sport through and through to every freaking vein in my body. But there is guys out here in this country, I'm sorry, state. And I could say country too, because technically there's people that were Arizona, Washington, Western United States called that Western United States that wanted to be a part of that. That had no damn idea it was happening because it happened so fast. And you can, you can ask a lot of, a lot of anglers that same thing that aren't, in my position, which I'm on a very small platform, you can ask anglers that are a larger platform that'll say, yeah, whatever, everybody knew about it, it was great. But you ask people that are more like me, which is a lot more people like myself, um, and that didn't know what the hell was happening. And if you put it out there better, you broadcast it better, you share it better, you plan it better, people will come to that event because it was great, like you said. I'm not taking anything away from what you said, Ed. I'm not taking anything away from what some other of our leaders in quotations drop the laser, what, you know, <laughs> uh, Dr. Evil said in quotations, I'm the leaders that were like, you know, come on, come on. You know, we got a few months. Let's load this convention center with a hundred vendors and, you know, 30,000 people will be in here. That's nonsense. Right. And I knew that going into it. Yep. Um, but I, I was hoping those numbers weren't, that far off but something that could still be a positive um spotlight on the sport i guess I, right like well i honestly believe that, that if, didn't if, happen. if you if you'd have walked into that building there would have been five thousand people showed up for the first year i would have said success if you just if you right? showed me hey, that i'm, if I'm you gonna rebuttal said... on you real quick <laughs> yeah i'm gonna rebuttal on you real quick so i think why you know hey 
I'm an apex angler. I, yeah. I'm not just some Joe Blow you just mentioned to be on the show. I'm a, I'm a right. Western Bass shootout contender. I'm a guy that competed in the pro-ams to get to the apex to, and then to fish this, this wild west wild or western bass shootout that happened in a matter of months yeah if you plan it better you associate it better it with 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 anglers sponsors fans it would have grown to be a bigger thing um no, yeah and that's not that's yeah. not what i was saying what i was saying is that the way they did it if 5,000 people would walk through that door, had 5,000 people been standing in there watching that way in, I would have said success for the first year. Now, the way you're saying it is if they'd have done it, I guess, I don't want to be totally off the wall here, but to say if they'd have done it correctly, if they would have been given it a year, if they'd have given it whatever and said, hey, we want this thing done. We want it done right. We want it advertised. We're going we're gonna to get every news organization to do this. And we would have been building this up for a year, two years, and then had this amazing event. You're right. A minimum of 10 to 20 to 30,000 would probably have been there. And it would have been spectacular to see. And unfortunately, it was not spectacular to see. That's for sure. 